and good day, fantastic, magnificent, wonderful citizen of planet Earth. A privilege and honor to be with you as always. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing fantastic. We have a tremendous episode of the show for you today. We have Jackie Woodside on, and we are discussing, and we've entitled this one, A Crash Course on Consciousness. We go deep in this one. There is so much practical and useful information in this episode. We talk about defining consciousness, the beat acronym, uh, the three-step process for changing your life. We talk about aligning your values, uh, life design course, the 4E formula, the money vibe challenge. Uh, We discuss the work of uh, Course in Miracles, the spiritual power of imagination, and so much more. That is just touching the iceberg on this one. You're going to want to listen to it. If you enjoy it, please share it with your friends. Tag me on social media at Matt Belair on Instagram, on Facebook. Let me know where you're listening. Let me know if you have any questions and what you liked um, and share it with your friends. But the best thing that you can do if you want to support this show is to do one act of kindness today, if not three acts of kindness. Um, Go out of your way to do them. Don't tell anybody. And that is the absolute best way you can support the show. Other than that, if you want to help out, you can leave a review on iTunes. They are incredibly helpful as well as Patreon. If you want to support any denomination is super helpful. Even if it is a dollar, it helps tremendously. And I want to thank so much Kimmy Millett who tossed a buck in the bucket. I really appreciate that. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and toss any kind of buck in the bucket, um, it helps tremendously and is greatly appreciated. I want to thank my podcast sponsor on this one, the Procabulary course. It is a master class in the power of language. I've studied NLP, hypnosis, copywriting, and all kinds of things to do with language. And the way that Mark England put this course together and uh, just made it incredibly simple and even going deeper in what I've already learned, it was really a fantastic course. It's super easy to go through and incredibly impactful. So you're going to experience more confidence, better focus, clearer purpose, better relationships, stronger presence at worth, increased performance, and so much more. Um, I can't say enough good things about this course. So if you want to check it out, go to procabulary.org and use the checkout code word magic for a hundred bucks off. Um, take it, enjoy it. You'll see, uh, you can get all the information you need over there. Don't take my word for it. Go check it out. If it resonates, um, then you can go into it. And if you don't, then no sweat. So um, there you go. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching and you really want to dive deeper and you want to explore more your soul purpose, your calling, living from your heart, your passion, all of those things, consciousness, peak performance, overcoming limiting beliefs, hypnosis, goal setting, planning an organization, anything along those lines, including mental programming and everything in between. Hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or fill out the coaching form mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and if you are a group or an organization you want to do some training for your staff mindfulness hypnosis meditation peak performance anything along those lines as well just make an inquiry matt at zenathlete.com let me know about you and your organization and how it can help and uh, we will figure it out so i think that wraps it up if you go to uh, mattbelair.com forward slash lucid dreaming you can also get a free ebook and guided meditation that teaches you how to lucid dream quickly and easily i keep forgetting to talk about that there's so much here but um, let's just get into today's episode because there is so much amazing content. I know you're going to enjoy it. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath 
and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, empowerment, connection, inspiration, and ready to take on this fantastic episode with Jackie Woodside. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, radio and television personality, and seminar leader who is passionate about the expanding the edge of human potential. She has written two bestsellers, Calming the Chaos, A Soulful Guide to Managing Your Energy Rather Than Your Time, and Time for Change. Essential Skills for Mastering the Inevitable. She was featured along with Jack Canfield and Don Miguel Ruiz on the Wake Up TV show in 2015. She provides custom training programs, workshops, and keynote speeches for businesses, government, and nonprofit organizations, spiritual centers, and national organizations around the country. Welcome to the show, Jackie Woodside. All right. Awesome. Good to see you, man. Hey, I wrote a third book too called Money Vibe. It's like hot and sexy. Oh. So I got to update that. Yeah. Well, you money, money Vibe Method, Money Vibe. So it's all about money consciousness. It's my latest book. And uh, yeah, so I got to update that. Oh, yeah. This one's on your official website. Yeah, totally got to update it. You told me you wrote no. not just three. How many no. books have you written? I've written, well, three books, a few chapters and other books, and about 12 curriculums. So I've written a lot of stuff. But yeah, when I was like, oh, he has no money vibe. Anyway, I didn't... dude, hey, how are you? <laughs> Hello to your Facebook family. Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm glad to have you on the show. You've done a lot of stuff. And you just said too as well, um, books are great, but curriculums, I don't know if I've had a guest on that's written that many curriculums. That's that's maybe even more in depth than a book. That's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work because you have to not, it's not just a one way uh, writing a curriculum, you know, where I'm like, you know, sharing my thoughts and ideas and organizing and putting it together. But I have to think in a curriculum, like how are people going to integrate and implement this work? How are they going to interact with it? So, and that, that's actually what I like better. I I love writing curriculums. Uh, it comes fairly easy to me. And uh, yeah, I guess I must be a relational kind of gal because I, I love writing them. I love delivering them. I delivered one this morning and uh, it's just, you know, training and development work. Consciousness work is just, it's where it's at for me. Yeah, that's amazing. You've done this for a long time. You've done a lot of work. So why don't you give the audience who doesn't know you just a little bit about your background, some of the work you've done and, and what you're working on now, we can kind of choose on, on one of the uh, yeah, many, sure, sure. many things. Um, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of younger coaches and I, I can off honestly say to most of them, I've been coaching since you were alive, um, which dates me horribly. But yeah, I've been coaching for 27 years. I've been coaching since before coaching was a thing. Uh, I've also been a vegetarian since before that was a thing too, but uh, whatever, that's irrelevant. Um, so I've been coaching for 27 years. I was a, a licensed clinical therapist. I did psychotherapy for about 30 years, closed that practice just a few years ago to go full-time as an author, speaker, trainer, professional development trainer. And I, so I train coaches and I do professional development training and occasional keynote speaking and I lead retreats and talks at spiritual centers uh, and, uh, and and churches in the unity and new thought church movement amazing and so with all of that there's a lot of places we can start so what are you most excited about these days is it the money vibe book for consciousness or or that. do you want to dive into more like personal development spirituality and some of the things you're you're training on 
Yeah, I mean, take your pick. I, I, it's, it's in some ways the blessing and the curse being an entrepreneur. It's like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And like everything is wildly interesting. Um, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, it often helps to kind of focus in. So I guess my current, so my passion always, you know, what I am is a consciousness teacher. I am here to raise consciousness on the planet. And because if you go to a cocktail party and say that to people, uh, their eyes glaze over and they don't want to talk to you because they don't know what that means. I've had to find ways to dress that up. So consciousness teacher, so what does that mean? So I wrote a book called Calming the Chaos that is about people's consciousness about time. You know, and, and I, you know, consciousness about time, so what does that even mean? I have a real specific way that I use consciousness, a way that I define it, and it's the sum total of your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. So that's like a thing, and if you pay attention to the acronym there, B-E-A-T, it's your BEAT, that creates your vibratory pattern. So your beat creates your vibe. Beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. Not like uh, you know a therapist might want to talk about your feelings or a cognitive approach might be like, well, what are you thinking about? I say that's what your you know your inner domain is one vibratory pattern. That's that's about how you believe and what you think and how you feel and the attitudes that you hold. So all of my work is helping people recognize that if you bring the same beat to to life, you're going to have the same outcome, even if you change your spouse, even if you change your job, even if you change your geographic location. If you don't change the inner domain, you're going to keep creating the same life experience over and over and over again, both because you will interpret things the same way and your vibe will attract the same circumstances and kind of people and be like, oh, how did this happen to me again? <laughs> well, it happened again because you haven't changed. You haven't changed that that resonant pattern, vibratory pattern of who you are. Does that sound too woo-woo? No, that sounds great. Well, you defined consciousness in a, in a way that I think everybody can understand. The acronym well, it's my, yeah, it's my definition of it. A lot of people yeah. define it different ways, which is one of the downfalls of the field. You know? okay. But I, do, I like to tell people what it is that I'm talking about when I use that word. Most people think it means awareness. Mm. And to me, awareness is your access to being able to observe and elevate your consciousness. Right. Awareness, access to being able to observe your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. I need to. I'm writing. I'm writing down beat as you go along. So that's that's really intelligent and smart. So when we need to change our vibrational state to make a change in our in our life and the beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. Yeah. Good. How do we begin to do that? So you talk about money vibe a little bit. It's a new book. Yeah. And, I, and, and I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff out there around money, money, consciousness, prosperity, consciousness. Yeah. And I would love to get your take on, on that because you're correct when we're not able to change the inner, the outer, no matter how things are changing, we still might get the same result. Like an example would be a, a, for, a pro athlete. A lot of them end up going broke. They're, even though that they're very wealthy, um, their consciousness mind. doesn't change. Yeah. So yeah. maybe you can speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I actually put that in my book. I put examples of people either from, you know, the arts and entertainment industry or athletics industry who were, you know, multimillionaires who literally ended up uh, flat broke. Also lottery winners, a uh, very high percentage of lottery winners end up going bankrupt and end up flat broke. So you're absolutely right. And what happens when, you know, what happens there is that it, it is your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts that create both what you attract and what you, how you behave. It is your, it's your level of consciousness or your vibe, if you will, that determines how you see things and how you interact with the world. So how, 
how I have people interact with that, what I teach in the book is that you really need to get underneath each one of these. So identify what are your beliefs about money? What are your attitudes about money? So like I said, awareness is access to being able to change or elevate your consciousness. So a lot of people, you know, you know this from being around a lot of human beings. A lot of people live in scarcity consciousness, even though they might have, you know, I've, I've got clients who are millionaires who live in scarcity consciousness, like there's not enough. And so that whole consciousness of not enough is what the problem is. In fact, the subtitle of my book is the financial freedom, whether you have money or not. Because how I define financial freedom is never having to worry about money, whether you have any or not. Because right? worrying about money is a state of consciousness. Worry is a consciousness. So uh, yeah, so that's how, I, that's how I define it. And then what I teach in the book and in all of my work, and you said, what do you do about that? How do you, how do you change it? I, I, I teach this three-step process of catch it, challenge it, and change it. So catch it means be aware of what you're thinking and feeling and attituding and, and, and uh, emoting, you know? What are your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts about whatever, about what you just said to me, about what my spouse just did, whatever. Catch it so you can observe it. You, can't, you cannot change what you cannot see, right? So awareness of what you are thinking and feeling is the first step. And then challenge it because you know this, a lot of people just have the same thoughts over and over and over again. So when I catch myself having limited thoughts, limited beliefs, I have this inner dialogue, which we all can do. Use your mind to train your brain to change your neurology. That's a whole other topic. We can go there if you want. Use your mind to change your brain to change your neurology and then you'll start having different thoughts. But you challenge it by saying, is, is, that, is, is that thought gonna create the outcome that you want? If you continue that belief, what, what future does it hold? Uh, is that all you got? You've been thinking that since you were 12 years old. Is that the best you can do? So my inner dialogue is a little snarky. <laughs> Some people's might be a, more, a little bit more loving. Like, oh, you deserve a better thought than that. <laughs> my inner talk is a little more snarky than that. But you know, whatever yours is, challenge what you've just said to yourself. Just ask, debunk that thought. So catch it, challenge it, and then change it. What thoughts, what thought, emotion, attitude is going to create the experience I want to have, you know, getting on to this, getting on to this uh, time with you, you know, I'm looking on like, you know, who is this Matt guy? It's like, Oh my God, Matt Belair. He's like, he's like a big shot. Like, look at that body. Like, look at all these people that he studied with. It's like, Oh my God. Like, how did I get on his show? I don't really have anything to add to him. Right? And it's like, Oh, catch it. It's like, Oh wow. Really nice. Jack. You've been saying that about yourself since you started like JV basketball. I'm not good enough to be on the court with them. So I'm not good enough is like what you've been saying your whole freaking life. And what have you found? Well, when I go down that tunnel, I play small. Oh, okay, well, what else could you say? Hey, Matt invited me on his show. We must be in the same vibratory pattern. I just gotta be something that we have to exchange with one another. And therefore I can move into this space without calling you up and be like, no, I shouldn't be on your show. <laughs> So that's how it works, right? Like that's how you elevate consciousness. And the more you do that, right? Use your mind to train your brain. The more you do that, catch it, challenge it, change it, catch it, challenge it, change it. You literally are rewiring your brain. You cut off those old neurological patternings that say I suck and I'm not good enough and oh, be careful and what are they gonna think of me? Those actually extinguish and you create new neurological patterns that say why not? 
what the heck? What do you got to lose? And then you have a different experience of life. And then I also believe all of humanity changes. Mm. Right? Wonderful. Anytime, yeah. Anytime oh, sorry, anyone was raises in consciousness, the one consciousness changes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. And it's so simple. It's like three spec, but it, it requires your awareness first. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like seven, we have 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day and mm -hmm. something like 90% of them are repetitive. R repetitive thoughts. Yeah. yeah. One okay. of the things that I like to do with the people that I coach is um, when, whatever will identify the belief systems or something that they're struggling with, something that's repetitive and give them something outside of themselves. So uh, a bracelet. So I was like, okay, these are the things we've identified. Let's just take one. When you catch yourself and use awareness of that limiting belief, whether it's money, I'm not good enough or whatever the case is, you stop, you take the bracelet off and then you ask yourself, so what do I want? And then you're like, oh, well, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm like, oh, I want to feel like I'm good enough, like I'm worthy or I'm grateful or change your state in some way. And you put it out and I find that it helps to get out of the brain into the physical nice. body. So it's repatterning a little bit, but it helps with that awareness piece. Because a lot of the time we're just on the autopilot, basically kicking ourselves and not right? being nice. You know, it's just like right? it's not a great autopilot. It takes such a high level of awareness, and I, you're so smart, Matt. Because what you, the first thing you said was like, it seems so simple, but, and that's exactly what I say to people. These principles are not difficult. It's very simple, but it's not easy. And the difference between simple and easy is where people think, well, that can't be it. There's got to be something more. There's got to be the next podcast. There's got to be the next teacher because it can't be that simple. No, really. It is that simple. The process is that simple, but it's not easy. It's constant, rigorous, self-reflective uh, self awareness of like, wow, you know, that's interesting thought. And I like that middle step of challenging it. You know, it's like really bringing in that inner dialogue, that higher observer. So then it becomes kind of the, you know, the limitation, the higher observer and the new possibility. So I'm kind of operating in this tripod, tripart uh, experience of myself all the time. You know, the limitation, the higher observer and the new possibility. And, uh, I think that mirrors a little bit what, what they say in New Thought, the, um, the, the holy trinity of mind, idea, and expression. Mind, idea, and expression. So there's, there's you know, the, the mind of God, and then there's our yammer, 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 yammer mind, right? So, like, which one are you going to be lived by? So for me, I always want to, I want to align with the higher mind, uh, Christ consciousness, the, the oneness consciousness that, that is in all humanity that we all have access to. I, and that's when we're aligned with that, you get the idea, the idea, the creative inspiration, the idea that wants to be birthed through your life. And then all our job is in life is expression. Go out and have this conversation and put it out on Facebook and on YouTube and on your podcast. It's just such a beautiful way of expanding the whole universe. And all of that starts with being able to observe and redirect what's happening in your experience. Oh uh, yeah, I love all that. And and what I would ask because I'm curious is when I was studying Zen and I was I was uh, you know probably in my teens and it would talk about awareness and you know you're supposed to stay in the present moment, right? Meditation is practicing, you know, observing the thoughts and then ideally getting to a space where you're just, you know, breathing and you're actually having no thoughts. It's great, but it's not most of meditation. Most of it is seeing how neurotic you are. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and so they, then they say, Okay, now go into the world and their principles are very simple as well. It's like non attachment, uh, non judgment. Mm -hmm 
um, shoot, I'm blanking on the third one, um, non-attachment, non-judgment. Uh, so basically they're all similar, but it's a lot harder to do. So as I'm going around and I'm doing the dishes, trying to be mindful, or I'm, I'm practicing this awareness. Now, when a person, let's say the money vibe, for example, because I'm sure it's in here talking to the principles, what I see a lot of people struggle with is, is the rep, that neurology, that whatever they're set on, they might be set on a life where they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm getting by and I'm okay, but I want more. And they can't get to the space where they can create a belief system or neurology or consciousness that allows them to move towards something more fulfilling in a powerful way. Mm -hmm. Or let's say they're struggling with weight or money. So many people are struggling with money. You know, I'd love to say that I'm out of that thing, but I, I, I know where this consciousness came from, (laughs) you know, and I've looked at it and dissected it. And I find that I'll do it in my, within myself, I'll get to a point, then it'll go down I'll get to the point and go down. So it does require this constant attention. So do you just apply that same three-step process and make sure that it's not sliding to overcome, let's say, a limiting belief around money, a limiting belief around weight loss or self-worth? I think that those are very common with people. Also, anxiety and depression being very common and habitual. And that's the problem because they're habitual and you need to samurai sort them. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you said there's like a thousand things in there that I could (laughs) respond to. Um, So so one of the things that you said is that you kind of know where it comes from, right? You, you've looked at it, you've tried to understand it, you know where it comes from. I, you know, I just want to encourage you and your readers to identify that what you just said is a psychological paradigm. You know, I, I am this way right now because of some things that happened in my past that made me think and feel and believe the way I think and feel and believe. And if I could just understand that, if I could figure that out, then I would have a new and different experience. And I, so one of my things uh, is that I don't, I, I don't believe that that's necessarily true. I don't believe that we are only a product of what's happened in the past and that if you could just figure out why, then you're going to have a different future. And oh, by the way, I was a psychotherapist for 30 years. So I'm really well-versed in that paradigm. I, I would say I've spent my 10,000 hours of, of mastery uh, in that paradigm. And what I saw over and over and over again is that people can spin around if I just understood why. If I just understood why. In fact, this is in the Money Vibe book. You can ask and figure out, and if you will, make up why forever. Well, why am I overweight? Well, I'm overweight because in second grade, so-and-so said blah, 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 and therefore I comfort myself with eating, or because I was sexually abused and I have to cover up my body, or I'm overweight because my grandmother was overweight, or I'm like, we can do that forever and not necessarily change our consciousness. That's a psychological paradigm. X happened, therefore Y. And I really believe, probably not in our lifetime, but in in soon and subsequent, and I would love it in my lifetime, generations, we're going to find the people (laughs) that are are children's children will look at each other and be like, do you remember that like in old generations, they used to think that who they were is based on the past? Isn't that the funniest thing? So I want to present a new possibility. And the new possibility is that who you are is based on who you declare yourself to be in the present and moving into the future that you envision. And the the framework for that is is going back to exactly where you began when I said there was a thousand things you said that I could respond to. You said, well, suppose I have some other desire that I've yet to manifest and I keep going round and round. I think that's because people don't really understand what desire is 
from our spiritual perspective, our spiritual nature. They're re responding from their human nature, thinking that there's something that I have to go do because I have this desire. And maybe this desire itself is bad. Maybe there's some, this desire, shouldn't, I shouldn't have this desire. When in fact, if you, if you come at the fact that you have that desire, you, only you, you're like the one, like some of the things that you've done, the, you know, the snowboarding and the, you know, jumping out of things, and, you know, the, the things you've done with your body and the training that you've done, dude, have at it. That's like your desire. Cause that's, not, I'm not jumping out of anything. I'm not flying down, you know, mountains with a wood on my strapped on my feet. Like I'm not doing that. That's your desire. And the way that you've brought it forth in the world is such a beautiful, perfect self-expression of your soul's manifestation. So if people relate to, yeah, I want this thing, but they're immediately cutting off their spiritual purpose. You are here to make manifest your, your persistent desires of your heart. For years, I wanted to be a spiritual teacher and uh, you know, author and speaker, like do this work for years, I and I was a social worker. And the first time that I told somebody that I wanted to go out and do that, it was this man who was like six foot six, and he was like a corporate guy, and I was working for him, and he looked down at me over his big glasses and said, ugh, you wanna be a speaker? My brother-in-law is one of those people, and he's so full of himself. Who do you think you are anyway? And that was all it took because that was already my own inner voice. Who do you think you are anyway? And that set me back. What the desire persisted. So when people understand that getting in touch with that desire is what you're here to do, and that your fulfillment will occur through bringing it forth in life, then you're gonna, and then you create your identity from there. Who am I? I am that desire manifest in the world. Does that make sense? So, so how you identify yourself isn't trying to figure out the past. It's declaring the present and future and then inventing yourself into that being. So one of the things I teach in my life design course is for people to, to, to go through a spiritual process of writing a mission statement based on who you came here to be. And it's always something that it's, it's so uh, big that you feel a little embarrassed telling people about it. And so I had mine for 10 years and I wouldn't tell anybody about it. And Matt, what happened in those 10 years is that I suffered. I went through depression, I went through addictions, I went through all kinds of things because there was this thing that I came here to deliver on earth and then there was how I was off here being in life. So for people who have that, like I'm stuck in this loop and I can't go on, the first thing that needs to shift is your relationship to the desire itself. Second thing that needs to shift is your identity, but probably even before that, your paradigm about your identity. Who you are is not your past. Who you are is the future that you're declaring and living into. That's powerful stuff. I was just going to keep listening. Holy smokes. I'm, that like, is... I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I feel like I'm giving a TED talk. I should shut up and let him talk back now. No, heck no. I love listening. That's the whole point of this thing is I get to learn and I get to share, you know, the wisdom of incredible people. That is incredible. I think your uh, background in therapy and, and psychology is 
is extraordinary. And when you have that background, you're able to pick out specific words because the words are the thoughts and that's what's going on in the brain. And so you can kind of like, oh, wait, hold on. And you catch one, then you can kind of do neurosurgery and offer a perspective or a point of view or a tool that's helpful to help with a more empowering perspective. So all of that was absolutely incredible. I'd love to know more about most of that, including the life design course and how you do it. And it's, I like what you said about the mission statement, because um, when I coach people, I bet you your life design coach is is probably far superior to mine because, you know, you're, you know, you've done it for longer and you respect people who've been in the work for a long time. And I'm, I'm learning from giants and I'm applying it and I'm testing with myself and testing with others, seeing what I'm capable of. Um, And one of the things is I get people to write down what's your dream, what's your purpose, what's your passion, what's your mission, then get them to write it out again. And a lot of the time, people aren't able to think big or freely they either need some sort of relaxing so um, sometimes we'll do like a heart hypnosis session and Mm -hmm. i'll hypnotize them into their heart and ask them the same questions and record it and then it's different because their consciousness that's not limited afraid of money or or whatever they have is not there and i'm like "Ah, got it and then they're like oh that really is it but i i couldn't before but and they'll always say i knew it was there i knew that was a thing but they couldn't come out and say it so all That's of a that. great tool, Matt. That's a really, really great tool to be able to hypnotize people and, and just, you know, remove that conscious uh, defensive, the defensive structures in the mind. Yeah. Our mind can be, a, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the critical factor, or like the shield between yeah. our dreams. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. we got to be practical. We got to be logical. We got to be analytical. The dreams are back here and the dreams are not going to pay you money. So there's no way that you're getting through. Um, And so I would love to, you know, ask you a question around what I feel like with my friends and and the people that I work with and what I observe in the world is a lot of people, they'll say, you know, I want to know what my soul's calling is or my purpose, right? But I can't, I can't create that gap between how I'll make money. And I assume that your book might be able to help those. So what do you recommend with people if you're going to teach a a 20 year old or a 30 year old in, in life crisis, like I need to change, Right. And they want to connect to more meaning and purpose in their life. And they're also just, they're worried about the money thing. So how do they get in the vibe? Because some people um, have kids coming in the world and they have families and they're like, Hey, Jackie, I got, I got baseball. I got basketball to pay for, you know, this kid wants Nikes. I can't, you know, you know, you know, my job pays for the Nikes. How do I do those two things? Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and I was in that exact same spot. And yeah, I'll I'll tell you a little bit of my my story. And then uh, then I'll answer your question. So I've twice left, uh, like, you know, gainful employment to just kind of leap into something else. Once I was a full time clinician running an inpatient psychiatric unit, and, you know, went off to be the speaker. And that's actually when that big guy looked at me and said, Oh, who do you think you are? And I failed, I actually didn't become a speaker, but I had a really successful private practice doing mental health consulting and therapy. So you nobody would watch that video and be like, that Jackie, she failed. Like nobody wanted to be like, oh, there's Jackie, like doing her mental health thing. And she's got a great career. And isn't that awesome? But inside, I knew that like, I left that job to become a speaker and a spiritual teacher, but then the big guy and my own fear and, you know, and I failed. I didn't, I didn't succeed. So fast forward 10, 12 years, whatever, 15 years, whatever of doing therapy and the calling never left me because your soul's purpose never leaves you. Right. So there's still, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a speaker. So, um, I, it's so funny, I bought a summer home that was my great aunt and uncle's cottage. And it was in my hometowns where I always wanted to live, upstate New York, Thousand Islands. And I was like, I'm not going to own that summer home and not spend my summers there. I'm not going to do it. So it's time. I'm going to, I'm going to close my practice 
and go into you know being a speaker and author and start writing books again. And so this is why I, I always laugh at this because I double I took on a second mortgage, a mortgage for a summer home, and cut off my income stream at the same time. So right. So he, I will tell you how not to do it. <laughs> Super practical. <laughs> right, right, right. Really freaking stupid. Now, yeah. the good news is here I am. Like, I'm fine. It didn't kill me. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I am proof of that. So I, I share that with people because it's like, you can do it, but there's probably easier ways. So what I would say to a 20-year-old is probably different than what I would say to a 30 or 40-year-old. 20-year-old's got less to lose. I'd say, you know leap, figure it out. Uh, everything is figure outable and take that leap. You got nothing to lose because you're 20 and you probably don't have kids and aren't married. And you know, you get to up to someone and, and generally it's not somebody in their twenties that says that anyway, cause they're not as well established, but you know, you get up into your late twenties, thirties and into your forties to that person. I would say, absolutely start today. Do one small thing every day toward your heart's passion. Do one small thing every day towards your heart's passion. It can be a Google search, it can be an informational interview, it can be writing 800 words of the book that you wanna write, uh, it can be starting to design a website of the thing that you wanna do, like it can be painting in your studio, I don't care. Do one small thing every day, like even if it's five minutes. Be, and don't leave your job, <laughs> by the way. Don't have the first thing you do leave your job, be leaving your job. Because that, that in, uh, intensifies or amplifies the scarcity consciousness. And that creates a vibratory pattern of fear. And you don't want to do that. It, it doesn't mean you won't be successful. I'm not saying that. Just make it easy on yourself. <laughs> Keep your day job. And be like, well, yeah, but I've got the day job and I've got the kids and I've got, I got it. You spend five minutes on Facebook. You spend five minutes scrolling through your Twitter feed, spend five minutes of focused activity every day for 30 days towards your dream. Write three sentences. Tell five people this week that you're going to do this thing. I don't care what it is. Do it consciously and do it consistently because consistency breeds momentum. Consistency creates an energy that expands itself because part of what will have you be successful is the actions more of what will have you be successful is the energy that you're creating and that's really what you want to focus on is the belief you know I, I say your beliefs emotions attitudes and thoughts maintain a high vibe about that dream set your plan take a small one small action every day and then what I did the first time I left my job was I went from five full days to one two-hour day. And, uh, you know, so I cut down, cut down my hours and then I went part-time and then I left. That's the first time that I left my job. Um, and then the second time I just, yeah, I did, did stupid stuff <laughs> that I don't recommend other people do. So does, does that help? Does that answer the question? Yeah, 100%. Again, it's incredibly practical. And yeah and excellent. Mm. Yeah. And faith filled, you know, I mean, so it is both practical, but it's that energy and consciousness and faith. You've got to have that. I, I say the four E formula, the energy of enthusiasm, excitement, and expectancy. Mm. The four E formula, bring the, the energy of enthusiasm, excitement, expectancy. You take those actions, 30, 30 days of consistent small actions every day in that energy. Crazy crazy. I actually have a free giveaway for people. It's called the money vibe challenge. 
and uh, the 30-day money vibe challenge. And it's, that, it's exactly that. Set an intention of how much money you want to bring into your life unexpected in the next 30 days. And, uh, and then every day you get an email from me with a, a daily action intention and affirmation. One small thing every day and it creates incredible momentum. Uh, no kidding, I started one yesterday with my team and today got a, a, a $30,000 intention for the next 30 days. Today, got a $24,000 check from a contractor that had been held up for a couple of months and hadn't come through, hadn't come through, hadn't come through. And then the day after I set that intention, it came in. Energy, energy is creative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And a lot of what you're speaking of reminds me of the work of Michael Lozier, who I had the, yeah. the privilege to mentor under, who wrote the book, The Law of Attraction. And he wrote it more from a neuro-linguistic programming point of view. So everything in that book is practical. You know, I was like, The Law of Attraction states that whatever I give my attention, energy, and focus to, I get more of. Um, and then the, the formula for attraction is identify your desire, give your desire attention, energy, and focus, and allow it, which is essentially believe it, which is, yeah. the, which is the hardest part for people to do is to believe it. Absolutely. Like, Jackie, I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at my weight on the scale. I'm looking at my current reality. I can't switch to that. And in that book, he gives really practical tools for how to shift it. And you're giving extremely practical tools for how to shift it and things that I'm even learning and hearing for the first time, which is incredible because this is episode like 271. And I'm always looking for tools to improve my life, to um, be happier, to be more fulfilled, to have a more balanced mindset, a more balanced life, to know you know, um, what fulfills me and to live a good life. And I think that, you know, that's been a pursuit of mine and to hear new tools that I, I can resonate with and know are profound. I'm, I'm really grateful for. So I'm definitely excited to go more into your work. So what I want to ask you, cause, um, I want to be going to go play some basketball. So I'm going to throw some big questions at you. Um, your work is around human potential. Yeah. My curiosity has always been around human potential. When I was a kid, I was training martial arts. I was trying to break bricks. Uh, I've traveled to China to train with Shaolin masters that could break stone with two fingers and bigger pieces over their head, train with them. Um, I meditated with monks in Nepal. I have trained with Native American elders and all over the world and tried lots of crazy techniques, meditating in a forest for four months, um, cold training this winter, you know, minus 20, 20 degrees, 30 degrees, uh, the Wim Hof. And you look at people like Wim Hof, Shaolin monks, um, and all that kind of stuff. And you look at human potential, some people curing themselves of terminal illness. If you look at Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, work, popularizing that a little bit. And, but also story, if people just using their mind create extraordinary things, people using their mind to create the reality. If you listen to the Tony Robbins podcast with uh, Conor McGregor being a martial artist, he was using s simple techniques that you're talking about now is he was living into it. He was becoming who he wanted to be. He was being it. He was going shopping at stores when he hadn't even been signed to the UFC yet, but believing in it. So Absolutely. I've been curious about human potential. When I talked to the native American elders, I had, uh, uh, Carlos Barrio, Carlos Barrios on, who's a Mayan elder, and I met him in Guatemala. And that's why I went down there because there was a fire ceremony and I wanted to figure out if he's telling me the truth again because he's saying wild stuff. And he said that when he first saw something extraordinary, he was traveling the world and he went to go see the Sufis. And he was in Egypt because he was, he was exploring other cultures and he was curious about his Mayan culture and he knew there was a connection in Egypt. So he got invited to this private Sufi scenario and he said, that after five minutes, they were doing their spinning circles and they were three feet off the ground. 
and he's telling me this story and my i was like i made a face of shock right. and he looks at me and he goes that's exactly the face that i made but it was bigger and so he's like, I've experienced extraordinary things. And I've also experienced extraordinary states of mind that don't make any sense. So I'm making this very long winded. So that's, that's all. I'm just curious about what you feel is the limits to human potential and consciousness, where we can go as a, as an individual and as a species, as, as far as all that kind of extra sensory type of stuff, but also practical. And, and what are tools just for getting there in a practical way? Because although that stuff is good and levitation and, and psychic powers would be great. Yes. I think real mastery is enjoyment for life. People like when you mm -hmm. came on the phone, you, you had such a zest for life. And I think that that for me is the most um, admirable and uh, what's the word? Like I, the thing I desire most, you know, yeah. that I value the most. I'm like, that's beautiful. If you can wake up and you really enjoying life, that to me is high quality consciousness. There's it's nothing else. Incredible. It's an incredible way to live. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's a long winded way to throw a lot that's of words great. at you and respond how you wish. Yeah, I'll say a couple of things. About First of all, you know, just thank you for that compliment about my zest for life and everything. So, you know, today's just like a regular day. You know, I did some training, uh, had lunch with a friend, got on the phone, got picked up my son, podcast with you. Some of the most extraordinary experiences that I had today were um, just driving down the street and watching a dad and his probably three and a half, four-year-old son run to the car together and the way that they were laughing and looking at each other and the playfulness and the, the, the light of their energy. And then uh, driving by, I'm, I live in a city, I'm in DC, driving by like brick, you know, triplexes, you know, down the street, but this pop of yellow flowers, I can't remember, I think there were lilies, like yellow lilies that were just like so beautiful. So when you're, when you understand the experience of life and consciousness, like the, the joy of life is in every single moment, like, uh, you know, at a stoplight and looking over at the two people in the car next to me, just laughing and, you know, cracking it up. That is that's what we're here for, is to see, notice, and be aware of these just beautiful, joyful moments. The hug of my friend who I hadn't seen in several months, like it's just rich and beautiful. So you said, what, you know, what, what's my take on human potential and the limits of human potential and consciousness? Well, there is absolutely no limit on consciousness, none, zero. There is no limit on what is possible. Consciousness is the creative animating ener energy of the universe. Consciousness is creative. However, you asked me at the same time, what's my take on human potential and consciousness and the limits of it? So consciousness, there's no limit on. Potential, there's no limit on. The problem is that human element. <laughs> the only challenge we have is the human element. So, so what do I mean by that? It, it, it really is in our sense of being separated from the one, the one, the animating energy of the universe, that that is consciousness. And when you're one with that, there's just joy and beauty in everything. You, you can literally look at a trash heap and just be like, wow, it's like amazing. Look at that. Look at that organic matter decomposing, you know, like whatever. Right. So the only limitation on potential is the human. So what do you do with that? Like, I know it's got to be so frustrating for maybe people who are just starting on this path of human potential. It's like, yeah, but what does that mean? And what do I do about it? You know, so what you do about it is you recognize that um, your, your life will be limited by the degree to which you believe. And what most people experience is, I believe it because I see it, 
or I'll believe it when I see it. And the reality is when you see it, you will experience it. The mind knows no difference between imagination and reality. You know, imagine your favorite, you know, grandparents' delicious dessert in front of you and your mouth will water. You, and then we could go other places with that imagination, but we're not going to go there. We'll keep this family rated, right? And what you can do with your mind, it's extraordinary. So I love, you know, one, one of my favorite teachings actually is the spiritual power of imagination. Using, you know, I have this talk that I give at churches, unity churches and whatnot. How are you using your mind? And um, The Course in Miracles says that you think you're responsible for what you do, but not for what you think. The truth is you are responsible for what you think because it is only at that level that we are creative. So the level that we're creative is in our thought world, not just in our action world. And we've got it just all freaking backwards. And I know a lot of other teachers say this. We think we're going to have it after we do it. But the truth is you have to be it in your in your mind, in the spiritual power of your imagination. Every day, five minutes, clear, consistent, seeing and feeling, mind, heart, bring it together, bring, bring forth that mind and, and heart energy. See it and feel it. What's it gonna feel like? What am I gonna say? Who am I gonna hug? Who am I gonna high five when I create or have that success? And it's just a beautiful thing. And, oh, by the way, once you've created that, you're going to be bored as hell. So you better have the next thing that you're going to be ready to create. And some people who, aren't, who don't understand that that's what we're here for, we're here to grow. Some people are like, oh, can't you ever be satisfied? <laughs> so it's about being constantly satisfied and constantly growing. So there's really good research out of Harvard University, Tal Ben-Shahar, is a research on happiness that has proven through social science research that people are happier in the pursuit of a meaningful goal than they are after the completion of it. There's a brief uptick in happiness after you have that like, yes, feeling. And, you know, depending on your personality, it lasts anywhere from five minutes to five days. <laughs> I'm more of the five minutes category, right? And then there's a real drop-off. And you'll, you can think about it, map that onto your own experience. When you're, you're pushing for something, you're striving for something, you're working with your team, you're working with your spouse, whatever it is, you're like going for that thing that's meaningful to you. You're engaged, you're alive. And that's like, oh, did that. Now what? <laughs> so growth gives us meaning and it's meaning that creates happiness. And that growth is literally endless. That's amazing. I totally agree with all that. What did you, how did you say it was the constant state of growth and what was the first part of it? The two states? No idea. Um, Cause the way that I, I shared and, and this is what I'm attempting to teach kids and people through the books and athlete is um, you know, three shifts in consciousness. If you're gonna take a kid to shoot a basketball, teach him to quiet his mind, give himself some space teach them to visualize the shot, they influence the reality. But the third and most important part is where the Zen comes in is they miss the shot. What's the most powerful and positive perspective they can have in that situation? So how can you grow towards being the best version of yourself that you can be towards your goal, but be fulfilled along the way? Because if you're not there, right, if you're, if you're always needing that next step and you're not fulfilled, the whole life is going to be like that because it's all process. Right. You know, when they say, in fulfillment. what's that? Live in fulfillment, yes. live in the consciousness yeah. of gratification and fulfillment. A hundred percent. And so what's your tip on, um, I want to be real quick because I, I would love to know, what's your tip on being fulfilled, but I'm not at that, I'm not the NBA champion or I'm not, you know, I'm, 
I'm just in the process. I'm just starting. I don't even know what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, I found out a little bit what I do, but I'm not fulfilled because I am not clear. I'm not whatever that next step is. How do you help their well, mindset? Know, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, Matt. So all I can say to that is really fulfillment, satisfaction is a state of consciousness. It's not something that you do. It's like, okay, am I satisfied right now? Like I'm sitting in my office chatting with this dude with a beard. God only knows who's out there in the ethers watching me. It's like, crap, what time is it? I got to go play basketball. But like right now, and you know, I'm going to national. I play for, for the, on the national senior games. Oh God, I had to say the S word. I'm yeah, playing on the congrats. national senior games, uh, you know, with my basketball team. And I, you know, oh, is my shooting percentage? What's it going to be? Am I going to, you know, but like right now, I'm just like right here. I'm grateful with where I am. You know, I, I would love to grow my business so that I've got a million people thinking with me and talking with me about consciousness studies. I don't have a million people who are following me and talking to me about consciousness, knocking on my door saying, Jackie, tell me about consciousness, right? Um, but so, you know, but I have the people that I have and can I be satisfied and gratified with that while I have the vision for having millions of people, having consciousness be a household word and for me to be one of the driving forces of, and, thought, and thought leadership of people understanding consciousness instead of psychology that they can actually build their life that way, letting go a little bit of the psychological paradigm or maybe blending them in, in a way that's more useful, whatever. But I'm, so I'm not there. I have a million people knocking on my door saying, Jackie, talk to me about consciousness. And I'm like grateful for this moment, uh, you know, for the blog post that I'll write this weekend, for the next talk that I'll give and the next program that I deliver every single moment. And, you know, what am I going to do to expand my reach? Well, I got to get on that show. I got to get on that show again. <laughs> You're certainly welcome back. I everything you've shared was is beautiful and practical and coming from a place that I can see a true master. So thank you oh, so much. Thank you. I recognize yeah, you. you definitely too. know what you're talking about. So um, I could definitely talk to you for hours. I know you got to go drain some threes. Um, thank so you. I'll leave you with, uh, I don't know. I'm so much in the threes <laughs> category, but slam you know. dunks only. Right, right, right. I can, I've got a mean day. Let it, let's put it that way. I don't, I don't know about the threes. My son's got the threes category. And believe me, he tells me about it all the time. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, where can people find more about you? And if you have time at 605, your best okay. tip Sorry. on um, just living like a good life, like around yeah. consciousness, just your best tip to live a good life and expand your consciousness. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, the first thing I just want to say to people who have, have listened this long and still want to hear anything else I have to say is that I, I, you know, I train coaches to deliver this consciousness work. And that really is my biggest passion in life right now is to create a community of coaches who are delivering the curriculum for conscious living I think a lot of people don't know what that means. Let's have that be our next, our next call, okay? Uh, what does conscious living really mean? So I have a whole curriculum that I've written called the Curriculum for Conscious Living. And I'm very specific about what that means. And I train people to coach and facilitate and lead those programs. So anybody who's listening who's like, oh, I want to do that. Fabulous. Call me up. Get on the line and talk to me. Anyway, so my website's JackieWoodside.com. Uh, and I've got three or four other websites as well, but you can probably find all of it there. Find me on Facebook, Jackie Woodside Speaker, or The Vibe Tribe uh, is another group that I have on Facebook, and I'm on all the social media channels. You can find me elsewhere as well. Um, so that's that, and I really, like, I can't say enough how passionate I am about creating a community of people dedicated to raising consciousness on the planet. 
hands down is what I was born to do. All right. And then a tip for a tip for like better, happier living. You know, I, I hate to sound so cliche, but to borrow from Ram Dass, just like be here now. You know, every single thing we're doing is, it's a freaking miracle that you and I are like here in this same time era, having this experience in life. Like, I don't know, where, oh yeah, you're in Toronto. I'm in DC. We can talk to each other like that. You could be in Asia. You know, I've got one of my team members is in Dubai. One of my team members is in UK. I've got team members in Arizona, here in DC. Like my team is all over the world. And yet, boom, boom, like we can have a team meeting like that. Everywhere we did today. We had a team meeting today. It's extraordinary. So if you, you know, life, is, uh, life isn't the way that it is. Life is the way that you are. Mm. So who are you? That, <laughs> this is, stay with me. Who are you that life is? Who are you that life is? How, in other words, how do you say that life is? Because you can find uh, justification, validation for the fact that life, I mean, things are pretty screwed right now. Uh, and, and you can find all kinds of justification for that. The racism and homophobia and uh, the Islamophobia and the terrorism and the gun violence. I mean, it's a shitstorm out there. You're <laughs> all kinds of validation for that, man. I'm right there with you. And the trees are blooming and summer is here and uh, winter's going to come and Matt and I are friends. And, you know, my son's downstairs and my basketball team's saying, come on, Jackie, we got a game to play. Life is beautiful, man. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your insights. I could talk to you for another two hours, no problem, and, and pick your brain and sit here. I would sit here and just listen to curriculum after curriculum because um, I can definitely recognize an incredible teacher when I see one. So thank you so much for coming on for your work, uh, for quitting your job two times. And Twice, right? <laughs> finally got it. Second time. Remediating uh, job quitting. Re yeah, exactly. Job quitting. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, enjoy your basketball game. Thank you so much for coming on. And I look forward to staying in touch and, and possibly having you back on the show. Awesome. We'd love that, man. It's so great to meet you. All right. Take care. See everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye, Thanks for being here. Bye. All right, guys, that wraps up that amazing episode with Jackie Woodside. I hope that you enjoyed it. I invite you to check out her work. She really knew what she was talking about just by her analogies and the way that she phrased things. She really has a deep knowledge on consciousness, performance, psychology, overcoming limiting beliefs and everything, personal development. Um, it's awesome to just hear an expert share their wisdom. So I really enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share the love, share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram. Instagram, on Facebook, wherever, but give your friends an opportunity to have that same kind of learning and knowledge. Um, you can support on Patreon if you wish, if you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and even just toss a buck in the bucket, it goes a long way and it is enough. So thank you to all of my patrons as well. Leave a review on iTunes, pretty please, because it helps with the algorithms and it lets other people have an opportunity to be introduced to the show and um, just helps to get the word out there. So thank you guys so much. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching or speaking, just mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or make an inquiry at matt at zenathlete.com. And I'm just going to leave it there. But the best thing that you can do before I forget is do one kind act today. If you like the show, if you got some value and you want to pay it forward, please just do one kind act for someone else today. Pick up a piece of trash, open a door, give someone a smile, listen, uh, be patient, just do anything nice for anyone else. And that's the best way 
possible to support the show. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope that you're having a great day, sending a huge hug through the airwaves. So let's just wrap it up by coming to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, connection, strength, empowerment, inspiration, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.